Welcome to the Paper Towel Podcast. Thank you for having me. Glad, glad that you could be here this morning. And so just so that everybody knows who you are, could you just like introduce yourself and yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm Cooper Scott. I uh, make content on TikTok and YouTube and um, just been creating videos since I was like really, really young. So it kind of just became second nature to me. And then once social media came around, I was like, oh, wow, there's actually somewhere to put these videos. So I guess that kind of makes me transition into like your your upbringing or I understand that when you're a, you're a child and you're growing up, you grew up in Northern California it's not like sunny, sunny Southern California where big cities, a bunch of people, but you kind of had that outdoor kind of feeling. And did that play any role into like the videos that you make today? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like growing up in an area like that, it was just like as kind of an overload of creativity. Like you just, there's so much around you and so much beauty and everything that it's kind of like, kind of just feeds you to make stuff. So um, I was always like, I didn't realize how easy it was to use where I was located because like being in Northern California, it's like amazing. It's beautiful. There's all these trees and all these mountains and like, it's great. But I always kind of was like, ah, oh, like I don't have the things that people would like want to see on like making content. I always like watched David Dobrik's videos and I was like, oh, I need like a group of funny friends or like, I need like to be like in Southern California to do things. And then I kind of realized pretty recently actually that it's not really where you are that decides what content you make. It's just your drive to make content. Because over quarantine, I decided I was like, I live in one of the most beautiful places on earth. So why am I not showing people where I live and like expressing to other people the location I'm in? So during quarantine, I just started making videos of like going on hikes and like showing off kind of where I was. And it, people noticed, people were like, whoa, like where, where, where are you? And I was like, oh yeah, this is like my backyard. <laughs> and then I, I was also kind of looking at your TikTok too and you make a lot of um kind of some of the videos that have been popping off lately are some of those sunset videos oh yeah so they're, they're sunrise videos actually okay. but yeah yeah I, um, I don't remember this is actually like a really cool and strange story but my last year I was in the dorms with my two roommates and I watched a Casey Neistat video about waking up at like four or five in the morning for some reason and I was like okay like that seems a little excessive but like what if I woke up for the sunrise because we had a parking structure like super close to us like walk two minutes and you're at this super tall super tall parking structure so um one morning I just decided to go up there and I sat up there and I watched the sunrise and I kind of coined it like the sunrise club and I was like yo this was actually like a really peaceful and amazing start to a day and that was almost a year ago now and then um I don't remember when I decided that I wanted to start making videos of it but at some point I was like this is like something that I want to express to other people almost in like a like you got to show people that it's worth going out of their way to do things like that because it is like just a, an amazing peaceful and like super like zen I guess kind of moment just sitting there on your own watching the sunrise with nothing else going on so I just wanted to try to um express that to like social media and be like hey guys like there's a lot of really and every single morning every morning of every day you can have like 15 minutes of just like straight peace and that's what i wanted to show people 
That's awesome. And kind of just for a basis is when did you, when did you start TikTok or musically when? Yeah. So, um, I started TikTok, I suppose, wow, it was like summer after my senior year. So over a year ago now, um, and it was just so different then. I mean, like really, really, really different. It was before, I mean, it was before Charlie and like the hype kind of happened and like, it kind of felt more like, I don't know. I always say that it felt more like people making content for each other on there. Like we were just, we were just making videos and if people liked the video, it worked. But nowadays it's like TikTok feels more like other social medias where you see celebrities and the people making content aren't like other people on your same level. Like I feel like people didn't get excited to meet TikTokers back then. It like wasn't, it wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? Like you can have hundreds of thousands of followers and people just saw you as another normal person. But then I think it was somewhere around when last school year started, um, it just kind of got so big and so much money. It became such a money, like hungry business. Mm -hmm. it, creativity doesn't always thrive in spots like that. So it kind of led to a, um, a boost in like creators that don't really create content, but they're more just kind of like celebrities, you know what I mean? Which is always, it's great for the face of the app because an app has to have a face of the app. And, you know, it's just, it was a kind of a transition that was weird for me to notice since I had been here for um, like for a while, I guess. You, you've been there from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, what were some of like the major changes that you saw from like the beginning to like what you see now? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it was just like, I, I mean, it's like kind of hard to pinpoint anything exactly, but I just remember that summer, like 2019 summer, it felt very accepting which is not how anybody I think sees it today. Like they look at TikTok and it's a really toxic place. Like there's just a lot of hate and there's a lot of people who say things that they would never say in person because they're sitting behind some account. And it's like, I just remember back then I felt like anybody could kind of do whatever they wanted. And if people didn't like it, they wouldn't go out of their way to hate on it. And I think that the reason that was is because the app was so small. Like now there's, oh my God, I couldn't even who knows how many people use TikTok nowadays, but back then it was like, it was small. And I remember for a while there, it was actually kind of almost weirder to be on TikTok than it was to not be on it. Mm -hmm. Like I would tell people, I'd be like, oh yeah, I post on TikTok. And they were like, what? <laughs> like you mean musically? And I was like, well, no, <laughs> not exactly. So um, it was just weird to watch it go from like, kind of a like outcast social media platform where everybody on there had like kind of their own community. And then it just immediately hit the mainstream. And now it's just, there's just so many people on there that it's like hard to control. Do other people around you that are like your classmates take notice of your kind of platform? Yeah, um, that was probably the weirdest thing for me moving from Northern California to Southern California. Cause when I moved down here, I had 400,000 followers, I think, or something like that. And back home, <laughs> No one, cared. no one cared. No, literally no one could care less. I think the only person who came up to me when I was home for, there was like three months when I was home, mm -hmm. when I was making videos. And this is when I was like popping off. Like this was probably like the most I've been like on the for you page and just like in general people knowing about me. And one mom came up to me at, at a little league baseball game. I was <laughs> like, my daughter watches your videos and she loves them. And I was just like, oh, this is kind of interesting. I was like, thank you. Like, it was nice. It was cool to get recognized, but I didn't think that it, it was 
I didn't think that I was doing anything that necessarily deserved recognition. I never, when people say, they say, oh, like you're famous on TikTok. I say, no, 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 no. I'm like, I'm sort of well-known, but in no way am I like famous or anything. So then I moved down to Southern California and that's when things like completely shifted. And it was so weird because I got down here and all of a sudden people were like asking me for pictures and stuff. And I was like, why do you want to, why do you want a picture with me? Like I, I make these stupid videos on TikTok that aren't even like, I don't do it. Like that was my always, I'd be like, I don't do anything. Why do, why do people want to meet me? And um, I just kind of saw the transition of like people not caring and just people being like, oh, your content's funny to being like, you're like a celebrity and you like have clout. And that's when I got my freshman year of college. I had kind of a realization because I'm a very social person and I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt that they are the best version of themselves that they could be, even if that's not the case. So I had a couple of people be like, hey, like, be careful that this person might not be your friend for like the reasons that you think they are. Like, just like keep your eye out on that. And that was like something that I had never even began to assume that people would be my friend, not because they actually want to be my friend, but just because I have followers. Because I'd never experienced that before. Everybody at home knew me already. We were all already friends. I wasn't making new friends. And then people at school would be like, oh, like, that's the TikTok kid. And like come up to me. And like people would legit come up to me and not say anything. And they'd just be like, TikTok. And I was like, that does not fit as well as they made that. I was like, I don't really. I was like, I make content, but I don't really want to be associated with the app. Like people were straight up just calling me by the app. And I was like, I got a name, man. Like, oh yeah. I mean, it's insane. Like, that's the one thing is like, I really don't love TikTok as a platform and just like the way that they handle their own internal affairs. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as like what the app is and the fact that you could become famous from your living room just for like being creative and like, especially in the pandemic, like that's just like, that's probably the greatest thing about TikTok is the fact that as an app, it can just be there. But for like creators, you could kickstart your entire career just by <laughs> making these like short videos online. And it's just like, that's the probably the only thing that really makes me like respect TikTok is I'm like, thank you for giving people the option to do this on their own. You know what I mean? It's just nice to be able to give, put it in other, like put it in their own hands. Like if you want to make content, feel free. Here you go, post it on here. You can literally reach millions and millions of people if you do. Now circling it back to to you and your own personal kind of affairs is currently you're going to school at Chapman University. And what is it exactly that you're studying at Chapman? So I'm studying um, communications. I'm an SCC major. So it's like strategic corporate communications. So it's pretty much business communications is what it would be. And I've just always known that I have a, a knack for talking to people. And if I could use that to help myself get a job, then that's even better. <laughs> You have a a very big Instagram following as well. And then you're starting to grow your YouTube following. Mm. If you can get those people to transition from TikTok into a YouTube kind of following, could you see yourself um, kind of pursuing a um, pathway when it comes to business in kind of a social media kind of aspect? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've always been like, I've always found it kind of tough because people are always like, how much money are you making on TikTok? Like how much money are you making? Like be doing this and this and this. And I'm like, not that much because <laughs> I'm not really trying that hard. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like I need to do like sponsored posts and like stuff like that because like I'm not in a situation where like I like 
want to jeopardize my content and like post things towards my audience that aren't like my original thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so it just puts me in a situation where like in the future, yes, like if I can get my YouTube to the point where it can be monetized or um, if I like get a really great like partnership that doesn't have to do with me posting on like my personal account, like um, like one of my friends, Riley Hubaka, she got, she got like a contract with H&M and she was like doing all these amazing things with H&M and she was like, she would she didn't do a whole lot of sponsored stuff before that. And that was like, she finally like, got her bag, I guess is like, um, like if I really wanted to like turn this into a business and start generating money from like my content, I probably could, but I'm just not super like in that state of mind right now because I want to just focus on making content. And then if it does well enough, I know eventually that money will follow, but I don't want to jeopardize like the momentum or anything like that by doing like, cause I think the one brand that I'm partnered with right now is Guayaki and they make like a energy tea drink. And I've drinking those since I was in seventh grade. So being able to do a partnership with them was more like me being like promoting a product that I've always loved and enjoyed. So that's like a no brainer. But then like people like I had this like energy drink reach out to me. and I was like, this looks gross and bad for you. And I don't would never want to promote you like on my account. I wouldn't want my followers to go drink your drink. So like, why would I, agree to do a partnership with you just for a little bit of money yeah i guess for, okay now this is just my own kind of personal question that i just have that i think a lot of people have is the infamous uh tiktoker uh, tiktok creator fund yeah yeah oh man um i've been in that month and a half i think maybe two months and i can tell you exactly i can tell you exactly how much money i've made but the thing about it is all my friends on tiktok once they started the creator fund they were like um they were like this sucks they're limiting our views like they they made it so your channel didn't get as much airtime in general and like views and plays on like the for you page and stuff because they knew, knew they had to pay you now um but it scares me because if someone like charlie or addison is in the like TikTok fund and I've been in it I've been in it for two months and I've made $44 making the big bucks so like it's like money cool for sure it's not like nothing but at the same time it's not like anything that's going to be like sustainable Mm -hmm. but then again I look at like Addison Ray and Charlie who are getting 11 million views on every post and that they're for them that's a lot of money that's like probably thousands of dollars for each post because mine just ha- don't get those amount of views. So I don't get like the playtime from it. But yeah, it's like, it's cool. I was happy that they came out with it. Feels a little late. Feels a little bit like, in my opinion, TikTok, ha- the creators that made TikTok what it is today, they don't care about, which is kind of upsetting. Because it's like that whole summer of 2019, where like TikTok got built up, built up, built up. And then it finally became like, mainstream and if you didn't have tiktok you were weird everybody was on tiktok all the time that's when it was like that those creators that got them there were the ones who made people want to be on the app they were the ones who created the content that drove people to being on the app and then once it became huge and mainstream they brought in all these kind of like celebrities that are just like normal kids and then i feel like they just invested in them wholeheartedly and kind of forgot about all the people who were like genuinely making creative content that kind of brought them there and I I know so many people who just 
stopped growing after the summer of 2019. Like they just hit a brick wall as soon as it became like mainstream. And like, there was just so many people posting on the app. It was just like so hard to grow after that. Mm -hmm. I guess like one of the things that I think is just, is really crazy is that you you obviously have a huge following with 625 ish thousand followers but yet like uh, but yet tiktok doesn't like recognize you as a creator in the sense where they don't verify you <laughs> no that's um i mean i'm like it's a blue check so i'm not really tripping about it like at most the only reason i'd want it is because uh when like when people see a blue check in the comments it's exciting and i'm someone who loves commenting on videos like I, I just like if I have something funny to say about a video I'm always going to comment something mm -hmm. so the only reason that I would want the blue check is just to be like in the comments with it other than that it's not like really that big of a deal to me and like it's funny because my comments are always like when are you going to get verified like when's TikTok going to verify you and I was like man if they were going to do that they would have done it in like the summer of 2019 <laughs> so I'm like I think we're very uh well past that point but yeah no I agree because there's a lot of creators I know who are smaller than me who haven't been around as long who didn't do as much for the app and they're verified and you know it's it's another reason that I say that I don't like the way TikTok handles their internal affairs like it's just a, if you're gonna have a verification system just leave it to celebrities you know what I mean that's fine Kevin Hart gets a check because he's Kevin Hart you know but like like these creators who are just like creators like just leave it alone you know, either give everybody above like 500k a blue check or don't give anybody who's not doing things other than TikTok a blue check. That's what I think is if you're not on TikTok and you're a celebrity in another world, like a, an athlete, an actor, a singer, anything like that, they need blue check marks because it's a verification system of this is actually that person. Mm -hmm. But for us, it's like we got, we showed up here. We've been, we got big here. Every, like that, that's people here know us for being on TikTok. So we don't need those blue checks in my opinion. Yeah, and then I guess it's kind of also weird in the sense that that with TikTok, you're kind of like waiting to get verified. And then I know with Instagram, how they run their kind of verification system is if you feel that you're like worthy enough to get a blue check or you kind of check stuff off already, then you can like apply for it and then they could yeah. look over your account. Mm -hmm. But I just think that's kind of weird how they aren't kind of giving back to the people that originally built the app. Yeah, that's my whole, like, that's my, every time that I, that's my big one problem with TikTok is I just feel like they let super creative people bring them to where they are now. And then they just kind of moved into like more of a mainstream kind of like non-creative, just like the classic form of social media. That's what I like is TikTok wasn't classic social media. And then boom, it became exactly like Instagram, exactly like every other social media. And that's when it, I was kind of disappointed. Kind of how I would I would describe TikTok when it was first starting out is very similar to how Vine kind of started out where you had a bunch of different creators who were creating a bunch of different things and it was just like a whole community and then you kind of got to that point where it was just like you have maybe 10 or 15 people that you're always seeing on Vine over and over and over again and that's yeah. kind of what TikTok's kind of turned into. Exactly like I used to pull up my For You page and it would be random after random after random after random person and like maybe I recognized a creator because I saw another one of their videos but yeah nowadays it's you pull up TikTok and it's just like they're pumping the same five people because it's I mean it, it it makes sense from a business standpoint like I said earlier you have to have a face of the app you have to have those people because when you think TikTok you immediately think Charlie D'Amelio there yeah. is like it's just that is what it is and they needed that 
because they had celebrities on TikTok, but they didn't have a, a TikTok celebrity. Mm-hmm. And like once they had that, then they could shop her around too. They were like, oh yeah, go go on a late night show. Go do this and this and this. Because as much as it's Charlie promoting herself, it's also her promoting the app. Because she is like the face of the app. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, that's what happens when when an app like that has the chance. Like they got to the point where they were like, we have the chance to make millions and millions and millions of dollars if we just capitalize off this, like off the, like they were just had so much bill. They were building so fast that they just needed to figure out how to just like monetize it. And they did. And just like everything else, like once you start trying to make money off something, usually it doesn't become as open and as creative. That's just kind of the way of the world. Now kind of going off on a totally different tangent. So a couple of days ago, I got an interview this film producer who's out of LA and he was talking about how um, like he works on a bunch of different movies but in between movies he kind of works on um, influencers and their content and he produces their content as well so he's worked with like James Charles and Bryce Hall and mm-hmm. those great people and he was telling me about a um, he did a like a short film in Mexico but it was just all like influencers oh okay here's the question for you yeah if you were approached to do a short film in Mexico would you do it oh yeah oh yeah absolutely 100% my whole goal I want to be an actor that's like my whole goal of this whole social media thing is I want to be an actor and I've seen these other social media kids act and it's atrocious and, and sad. And I'm like, did you, did you see Attaway General? It was the cringiest thing. I like, I'm sorry. It was like the acting, they just, you can't just take kids who are famous on social media and expect them to be good actors. That's not how it's going to work. No. So, but me on like, I, I, I personally, I'm very confident in my acting abilities, not like just randomly. I've done when I was from when I was 12 to when I was 18, I spent every single summer doing like two to three week summer camps for acting and directing and like every part of it. Like I did, I know like a lot of both sides of film and it's like, that's like my whole passion. I love movies so much. I could talk about movies and making movies and just everything for hours on days. And so I would absolutely do that just because if there's any way that I could kickstart my acting career, which I'm trying to do at the moment. I'm in a lot of like casting websites and just trying to reach out there and get out there. And I just think that it would literally just take one opportunity like that. Cause even if the show sucks, even if I'm working with kids who can't act, there is probably going to be someone out there who says, Hey, that kid's pretty good. We should see if he can do more. And then if I can just get that one opportunity, I realized lately that there's no reason to say no to things that like, even if it's something that you're like, Oh, whoa, like, that's really out of my comfort zone or that's going to really make me like feel uncomfortable. Like say yes to that. Those are the exact things that you should be trying to say yes to right now, especially in a pandemic when getting out and doing things and having things to do is so rare. Saying no right now is just like the ultimate negative energy for yourself. So like if you can just say yes to as many things as you can, then you'll find yourself in places that you could never have imagined. Yeah. And some of the, the craziest things for me is I I ended up starting this podcast a couple weeks ago and I just kind of created it and I was like this is what I wanted to do and so I kind of put it in motion and um, kind of when I was evaluating everything that I wanted to look into it was like okay like 
um, people from back home are like, okay, well, you know, this person who has like 35,000 followers on TikTok mm -hmm. or something like that, but that doesn't really give you like a good kind of um, blanket of what I wanted to capture. And so yeah. with me putting out the, the ads of who wants to like come onto the show and I ended up getting a bunch of like really, really interesting people to apply. And so it's kind of crazy going from like, I just created this podcast randomly to, okay, now I have a connection with a guy who is a film producer, people who acted in um, Black Panther, people who worked on um, Law and Order SVU. Oh, wow. And so it's just so many different connections that you just kind of come into because of you you just kind of putting yourself out there. Exactly. Like, yeah, like you literally were just one day like, oh, what if I made a podcast? Like, that could be kind of fun. And then put yourself out there and like, yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's just like building connections and if not doing things, you'll never know if you don't do things. Exactly. If you made this podcast and it just flopped and you were like, I can't get anybody on the show. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I, like even that is better than having just said, I don't want to, I'm not going to try, you know what I mean? Like at least, yeah. like, at least you're like, we're like, let's do it. Let's see what I can do. And you went, you went out of your, like, you actually put effort in, you know what I mean? You put casting stuff on like websites and you were like, Hey, come be on the show. You weren't just like, Oh yeah, I'm going to make a podcast. And then like, hopefully I have guests. Yeah. Or you see people who kind of fail at the whole entire podcast thing. And it's because they have this idea, but then they try to like network with the people that they already know and they don't try to make these different connections. And I feel like that's how anybody in any fields, whether it's acting, comedy, filmmaking, like that's how you kind of get your start is just by knowing people and kind of reaching oh, out yeah. to them. Oh yeah, no, there's nothing more important than having like people who know about you and, and like, cause like just being in people's minds, like I know I've met so many creators and I've told them about the fact that I want to act. And then we've had conversations where we're like, okay, well, if one of us does this and makes it and is in, is in, is doing it. And like in the movie making process, like we will reach out to each other. Like we won't forget that we were here before any of that. Like I, cause I have like, I have a lot of people who I know that I'm like, if I can pull this off and I can become like a big actor and eventually, cause like my whole goal would be, I want to become an actor. And then I want to be like, a big enough actor to direct my own movies that would be like the end all be all if I could direct my own movie and act in it that would just I would be set I would be so happy and content and if I could get to that point like all my friends from my old summer camps that I did acting courses with like I'm just going to reach out to all those people just because those were the people who were in they were like so nice and like they're all my like really good friends from before any of this mm -hmm. so it just I know those people are like genuine connections I guess when you were growing up and this is kind of just throwing it out there, but um, I kind of saw, well, for me trying to be like a creator and kind of creating different content and stuff like that, people don't necessarily understand it or perceive it well. Was that similar to you? Yeah, I had like, sometimes my friends would like send me my videos that I posted and they'd be like, this is stupid. And I'd be like, okay, well, don't like it then. That's not, yeah. that one's not for you. You know what I mean? And it definitely took uh, becoming very comfortable with myself. Uh, like social media really brings out all your insecurities and it puts them on display for you. Not only puts them on display for you, but other people are commenting about them. <laughs> so it's like, um, that's what I always tell people. I'm always like, like my sister, my sister's the perfect example. She always asked me, she said, I, 
I want to make videos and I want to post, but like, I just can't get past like the idea of presenting myself to maybe millions of people. And it's just such a hard thing to say, I made this and this is like something of mine. How do you guys feel about it? And just putting it on line and letting, it's pretty much just letting yourself, it's being as open as you could possibly be, you know, posting something on social media about yourself and just hoping that people relate to it is really what it is. And if people don't relate, then they think you're weird. And if they think you're weird, they're going to, they're going to tell you that you're weird. So um, I always told my sister, I was like, it really just comes down to being so comfortable with yourself that you can just say, I'm going to put this out there. And if people like it, people like it. And if people don't like it, people don't like it, but I'm putting this out there because I am confident about what I made. I, like I've made videos that I was like, this is the one, this is so good. And then I put it out there and nothing happens. It completely flops. And I had to, I definitely had a minute where I had to realize that um, like the way my TikTok was doing was kind of reflecting my mood uh, for a little bit there. I was like the numbers, if I was getting good likes, I was in a really great mood. If I was, if my videos weren't doing well, I was just kind of generally more down. And I had, I took a little bit of a break actually over quarantine. I, cause that's when it really got me over quarantine. Cause I just couldn't get videos to do well. I think it was just cause of the incredible rush of content coming through the app. Like when you have, who knows how many people are posting on TikTok a day. There's probably hundreds of millions of just posts that get posted a day. So how do you make a post stand out amongst hundreds of millions of other posts. It's really hard. And for the first time during the pandemic and quarantine, I realized that even if I made good content and even if I put a lot of effort into it, there was no guarantee of what would happen. And so I took like a month where I just didn't post anything. I didn't really go on TikTok. I was just kind of done. And then one day I had an idea for a TikTok and I was like, nah, like I'm, I'm done. And then I was like, well, what if I like, just post when I want to post. Cause that was a big thing too, is I felt like I was being, if I didn't post in like a week, I'd get comments of like, where is he? Like, are you going to post again? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to post again. But like, do you want me to post without any like creativity or any ideas? Like, no, you don't. That's not, I'm sorry. I, I can't dance. I'm not, <laughs> I can't just hop up and learn to dance and then be like, ah, and like hit it and like get millions of likes. Like I, put myself in a situation where I genuinely have to sit down and think about what content I produce. And that's why people follow me is because there's like content. That's not just anything. And like, it's also, I don't really have a theme, but it's also not just anything. So it's definitely like, after that, I realized um, that if I just posted content for myself and then let people view it as, as they do, that made me so much happier and content on the app and my videos have never been doing worse I'm not gonna lie like, like ne never been doing worse but I've never been more happy about the content that I'm producing ever I started putting more effort into my content I started putting more thought out ideas into my content and even though it's not getting the recognition throughout the app that like I don't even know if it deserves maybe who knows but I just feel really good like I pull out my phone and if I watched one of my TikToks I'd be like nice I'm really happy about that. And I, I, I'm genuinely happy that that's out there on the web for people to watch. And I understand like going back to what you're saying is like, you have to just be comfortable in your own skin. And mm -hmm. it kind of, it kind of was similar to me in the situation where I started posting stuff on, on YouTube and it ended up, it, I think like 
I ended up getting like 700 views on videos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So not, not much, um, nothing crazy, but I just put videos out there and a lot of them were like really stupid or dumb or just like fun videos that I was having fun making. Yeah. And then you kind of go to school the next day and then you know that for a fact that 200, 300 people in your own school saw that video mm-hmm. and then they end up like laughing about it or like kind of making fun of it. But what was what I kind of came to the conclusion was I created this content to entertain them. And if they're laughing at it and making fun of it, I just accomplished my goal. Right, exactly. Like people are like, oh, this is so stupid. And I'm like, really? Well, I'm getting a reaction out of you. Like I'm provoking emotion. You watched my video and now you feel something. That's the, that's all you need. That's like the goal of making content is I want to make content. And when someone watches it, I want to provoke an emotion. What emotion? That's a whole different conversation. But like, if you can actually make someone feel something from watching a video, then like, that's really, that's, that takes a lot. And I know exactly what you mean by like, I got really lucky and I was out of high school by the time I started posting on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get like the whole, like come to school and get it from like your whole class. But I got it in college where I was like, but people are a lot less judgmental in college, which is just in general, really nice. But um, once I got down here, it was like, I didn't really have people who were like, oh, like that, like this video is stupid. My f- friends from back home would do that. They would send me my own videos and be like, why do you post this one? This one sucks. And I realized, I was like, yo, you guys need to grow up. I was like, why do you care about what I'm doing and the content that I'm posting? I was like, who cares if it's stupid? I, I made it. Like, that, that's all it should. The fact that I made it, that should be enough for you to want to support me. Mm-hmm. And my friends down at college, they were like so supportive of it. Like my roommate, he would watch every single one of my TikToks and then like come to me and like be like, yo, this one was like this or this or this one was hilarious and blah, blah, blah. And like that, that was the most that people would like watch and comment directly to me on my TikToks. But then people back home would be like, uh, like, why are, you, why are you posting that? That's embarrassing. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It's embarrassing. But I'm so comfortable that I'm going to post something incredibly embarrassing online because I know it's going to make people laugh. I don't mind people laughing at me if I'm making people laugh is like the end of it. And then I, I think right now is kind of one of those kind of spots in just the timeline of social media is becoming this big thing, but yet we're still at the beginning of what social media, like you're just kind of scraping the surface of what it could potentially be later on. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's like, I think about that all the time. Like what, what social media are my kids going to grow up on? That's the question that always blows my mind is I'm like, what are they going to do? Like, what are they going to like put on VR goggles and then like they're in a room with their friends already. Like, how's it like it really, cause if you ask our parents, how is social media going to work when you have kids, they would say, what's social media? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's that it progresses that fast. And I've been, um, I've been reading this book called D- digital minimalism, which has been really interesting. Um, and it's all about cutting out the like excess addiction to your phone and like excess stuff. And I realized a lot of the time that I spend like two or three hours on Instagram a day. And I was like, whoa, I'm not creating for Instagram. I post maybe one time on Instagram and then what? So I'm just intaking other people's stuff for two to three hours a day. Like that's a really big waste of my time. Like if I was creating that, like if I was creating for two or three hours a day, if I sat down and tried to create content for two to three hours a day, I'd probably come up with some pretty cool stuff. But instead I'm spending two or three hours a day ingesting other people's content. 
which we need. We need, we need viewers, mm -hmm. but I don't want to get, it is, it's an addiction, which is the weirdest part. Like I, I've been trying to like not use my phone as much and you can totally feel the addiction. Like your phone dings and it's like my entire body is like, grab your phone. Who is that? What's someone trying to say to you? And it's so hard to be like, nah, nah, like I'm going to sit here. So like social media is just progressing so fast and it's going to be kind of scary to see if our addiction to social media is going to end up being the downfall to it or if we can transfer social media into like a like I don't want to say it's not a positive thing because there's so many amazing positive things that can come from it but right now just the whole society of social media is really kind of scary and it's kind of toxic and there is a much much better way that it can be done and that's the question, right? Is, is, are, are we going to go in the path where we just deepen our addiction to social media and deepen our insecurities and like all these things that social media brings down on us? Or are we going to turn social media into like the amazing, you know, bring the whole world together kind of thing where you can reach someone across the world in five seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I don't read books. So the fact that I'm reading a book is like, that, that should tell you enough that I was incredibly interested in the topic that I actually went and bought a book about it. There's some people that I've met that are like, yeah, like they're really gung ho. I want to create YouTube videos. And you're like, all right, let's like sit down let's talk it, talk it through. And you either have them like not want to go all the way, or you have them just come out with some like really, really bad ideas. And then you go, okay, like you could, you could kind of work through that. And then <laughs> it just comes out and it's just awful and you're like okay well well maybe if we like if you just keep on producing more content you're gonna get better over time and then it just never gets better well that's the thing is people they just quit too early you know what i mean it's like you're a rookie in everything when you first start like my first five vlogs that i posted on youtube i wish i i just wish i, I wouldn't have posted them they were bad like they're they're like it's just like the whole like i wish i would have created them like, this is what, if I was going to tell someone to start, if they were starting a YouTube channel, this would be my biggest piece of advice is create five videos. Don't post them. Don't post them. Create those five videos. And once you've created them, go back and rewatch all five. And then now you're at a spot where you can start posting online. Because my first five videos, I realized were all really bad and all me just testing out different things before I got to the point where I was like, okay, this, now I'm like, now I feel like I can consistently do this and get better and better and better and better. But the first five, it was like shooting in the dark. You know what I mean? So like, you just have to do it at the end of the day. Like, especially when it comes to content, creating content, you're only going to get better at it. You know what I mean? Like you just have to, you just have to do it at some point and you can't let the first five videos be your end all be all. You know, I made five videos and they suck. I must be bad at this. No, I made five videos and they suck, but now I'm on my 18th. YouTube video. And I was like, Hey, this is actually starting to become pretty good and pretty interesting. So now from here on, I feel like 18 up, I'm going to have good vlogs. Like, you know what I mean? You don't watch my first 18, but after that, go for it, you know, go binge it is what I'm saying. Yeah. And then like, I know exactly what you're saying when I, when you're like, yeah, my first five videos were shit. Cause when I first started, I was maybe, I don't know, eighth grader, ninth grader, but I was like, I was young, but my first five videos, I, I don't know. I was like easily influenced by the the Paul brothers, uh -huh. Logan and Jake. It was, just that, it was just that time, and I remember um, them talking about how their first videos that they started making were skit videos, 
And so mm-hmm. I was like, that's exactly what I'm doing is I'm going to, I'm going to create skits. And they were some of like the worst skits that I have ever created. I think I ended up getting like, I ended up like copying most of my skits from like the newspaper <laughs> cartoon sketches. And then I would just recreate them and they were just God awful. And then I forgot about YouTube for like a solid year and a half. Uh-huh. And then one of my classmates found it and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, those are still on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like that first, just the first couple tries, it's so hard to, I mean, who, who does, like, nobody does that. Nobody just joins and they're just, they're just incredible. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a practice. It's like everything. You don't throw a kid in on a sports team without any sports, like, playing and they're going to suck. That's what, they're, they're going to suck. They're going to need to practice for a while. And at the end of the day, like, just get that practice in. Go make videos that you're not, that you don't plan on posting. That's the best thing is if you make videos that you don't plan on posting, then you won't think, what are other going to be, what are other people going to think about this video? And then you'll figure out personally what generally drives you and what you actually want to make content about. Cause I remember, yeah, like, I was like, oh God, like, I need people. I need like other people around me. I need like a group of friends. I need all this and this and this to make videos. And then I was like, no, not really. Like if I'm generally just, if I'm doing what I want to do, which is just make videos, like I don't need people around. I can just, I can do that. There's no, nothing stopping me. Nothing stopping me today from after this, just going and making a video. Like I can do that. You know what I mean? And people are always like, well, you know, I want to think it through more. I want to like this and this. And it's like, no, just go grab your camera and go. Exactly. And then you have people or people who, I don't know, some people just don't take that leap where they'll do a good amount of the steps, but then they just question themselves like, oh, is this, is this good enough? Is this good enough? And then it just never gets posted. And then their journey of being a YouTuber or TikToker or whatever you want to do just never gets started because you're just too afraid. Exactly. And like the thing about it is on TikTok, the posts that I say are going to do good, they do bad. And when I'm like, just kind of sitting somewhere and I make a video and, you know, like pretty quickly and I'm like, oh, well, that was like, whatever, like that just kind of happened. And I post it and I come back and it's blowing up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, you really, you can never let yourself before you post something, you can never let yourself stop because of what people may think. Like the, I had a video that I was so I was like, oh, I shouldn't post this. This is weird. This, I was at, I was at this airport one time. And there's this girl sitting across from me and I was like, oh, she's really cute. I'm going to talk to her. And then I was like, oh, I'll make a TikTok about it. So I like set my phone up and I start talking to this girl. And afterwards I was like editing it and I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. I was like, I don't know. This is kind of creepy. I don't like this. Like, I'm, I'm not going to post it. And I was like, well, fuck it. I got on the plane. I posted it. Turned my phone on airplane mode. I land after my like hour and a half plane ride and it's of above a million likes. And I was just like, it was the first time I went over a million and it was on a post that I was not going to put up. I was like, I don't want to see it. Like, I don't want people to see this. And then I said, screw it. I'll either delete it when I land off the plane or I'll see how it does. And it's still been my absolute most highly liked video of all time. Some of your, your videos that I've looked at on, on TikTok, some of them are these intri- uh, intricate drone shots and like really high production videos. And then one of the most simplest videos that, that you did recently that I saw was the whole entire um, you duetted a video 
and it was like somewhere out there there's somebody <laughs> moaning about somebody, somebody moaning to a guy named cooper and like, nah. <laughs> yeah no that's what i'm saying like i sit down i'll go out and watch the sunrise and spend 30 minutes filming putting like serious thought into what i'm doing like like planning out transitions and planning out shots and like i sometimes i'll even write out a shot list for a tiktok like mm -hmm. who who does that? <laughs> That's kind of ridiculous. But um, it was it was the whole mindset that I decided to put myself in where I was like, I'm creating content for myself. You know, it, if it does well online, it does well online. But at the end of the day, I would rather be happy about a video. And those like that video, the one, the duet has way more likes, way more comments. I could go without it. I would delete that off my page before I would delete one of my sunrise videos because personally, those have way more value to me. I care less about i mean like honestly it is kind of nice to get likes it's rewarding i mean that's like it's likes that's what the, that's how they hook you it's likes you know what i mean you want likes you want people to like you in life so you want people to like what you put online but if you can push past letting that become an actual mental drain and like you just can't let that actually dictate your real life emotions and once i started creating content for myself again it was it felt so freeing i was like I didn't have to be like, oh, well, people are liking this style of video, so I should keep making this style of video. I was like, I don't care. I'm just making videos that I enjoy making. And if people are going to like them, people are going to like them. And ever since I did that, I've honestly, my, I started losing followers because I'm not like doing a consistent thing. Like when people have a thing, that's when they grow the most. Like mm -hmm. that's how it is. People, when, and when you're consistent about one thing, people like coming back for that thing. And I'm in a transition process right now where before, I was doing kind of more low effort comedy videos and now I'm kind of being like, I want to showcase how much I'm into film. I want to showcase that I have these skills, these editing skills, because this is what I want to do in my life. This is what I want to do going forward. So it's just kind of realizing that I need to put my personal preferences and what I see as my content out there instead of letting what other people like or what other people dictate be who I am or like what my style of content is it is really about about you and what you want to put out there and even if a, if a video of the sunrise doesn't get you the most most views and even if it's not getting you any further when it comes to a tiktok career you can take that same video and then show somebody who's actually in the film industry and show them hey look this is what i can do and exactly. this is what i've been working on for the past two years three years and then you're in a whole different boat now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I realized that what you do on social media is going to transition. Like, if you're doing something that you genuinely want to do forever on social media and people recognize it, then you can turn, then that's your job. You know what I mean? You got it. And like, I reached out to uh, a few different places for a summer internship this summer. And I was like, hey, I want to create content for your social media team. I, I want to make, you know, Instagram content. If you need TikTok content, if you need Reels content, like story posts, I want to do that for you for free, like as an internship, just to get experience. And like you said, I can be like, hey, look, look at these videos that I post online. Like, look at these. These are an example of what I can do for you. And before it was just like, oh, look at how many followers I have mm -hmm. on this platform. Like, but now I'm like, look at my content and look at what I'm creating because this is what, this is how, where I hold value. These are rewarding for me. And this is what I can give to you in the future. I, uh, yeah, that's all I got. All right, well. Thank you for being here, uh, just so that I can say it on the podcast and it's already on the audio and I don't have to edit it. So go 
and um, follow Cooper on his TikTok, Instagram, and his YouTube so that he can grow, continue to grow, and spread the joy and goodness. Thank you very much, man. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I hope that this podcast keeps popping off and you keep growing. Hopefully one day I can come back when we're both even more famous. Yes. How cool would that be, man? That would be so cool.